The Spanish Announce Table. Episode 296, Tom, of the Spanish Announce Table. Ooh, man, we're a month away here from 300, huh? We still got to figure out what we're going to do, I guess. Yeah, that. we do. That is going to be something we will need to figure out. Um, but before we get there, I'm just going to have to uh, navigate through my house. Currently, uh, I, I'm making the reconstruction era look like a like a like a walk in the park. I have jackhammers and uh, uh, shop vacs and dust and plywood and concrete and any other thing that's around my feet right now so i'm trying to get through that but then yes 300 is on the way god 300 episodes that's a lot of of episodes but more on that later plenty of time to get to that this week a bunch of stuff happened anything happened in your life tom besides what you just mentioned there with all the well, yeah, yeah. So, so what's going on? Uh, for those who may have not listened back to a couple weeks ago, is currently uh, we are putting a sump pump in our stone basement, and with that, you have to dig a like two foot trench around the entire each side of the walls, uh, and then you put the sump pump, and then the sump pump goes out of your house and it goes down. Uh, all that fun stuff. It didn't have that initially. And in a stone basement, it takes a little bit more work than just, oh, let me put the sump pump here, and there you go. Bye-bye. So, yeah, there's been jackhammering for the last three days. Uh, There's been guys in and out of the house just walking in. Uh, Yesterday morning, they got so comfortable here uh, that I was waiting for them to arrive uh, yesterday morning watching television. I'm kind of into an episode because I'm still watching that show Billions. Uh, so I was watching a new episode to me, uh, on the TV and I'm, you know, interested. They're getting to a big climax point and a guy just walks in the house and I jumped <laughs> up and I reared up, you know, I reared back. He goes, Oh, I'm so sorry. I guess I should have knocked. I was like, yeah, man. He's like, here's my card. I am so sorry. I just, I saw my guys and I just thought we should get to work. And I was like, okay, like, I'm going to read your card now because I don't know who you are still. And so then I, I was like, okay, he was the foreman. Uh, we had some issue that he had to take a look at but yeah because his guys were there uh in the driveway and it, it makes sense right like you see your guys you're kind of you've worked with them forever you well, know yeah, you probably don't know if you're necessarily there you know right yeah and you just get to work uh but man oh i had my heart and my stomach there for a split second uh but yeah that's what we've been doing is just going through this construction uh making ourselves busy uh going to coffee shops obviously with our mask on and all that stuff uh, there's some seating outside that we take advantage of, uh, and then just running errands, you know, grabbing books from the library on the, you know, to go like curbside pickup stuff. Um, but yeah, it's just been, uh, construction, uh, one Oh one. It feels like in our household this week. What about you? What have you been up to? I've been on the outside. Um, so we got the mower back, uh, and it was long overdue, right? Uh, our, our good long-time listening friend Theo will love to hear that, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and and bought a new string trimmer, and I specifically called it a string trimmer because I know you would get really mad if I called it like a weed whacker. Yeah, because that's or, just not what it does. It does not <laughs> whack the weeds. It, um, it's a string that trims grass. That but is a string trimmer. I actually took that head off that has a string trimmer on it because I bought a brush cutter attachment, which is basically just some spinning blades, essentially. Right, and it was out there yes. going after some shit. Man, I tell you what, we have been doing 
almost 300 episodes for you to know that one of my pet peeves is the term weed whacker. You know that we've got some good chemistry and some history when you're when you know that your co-host hates a certain term that's not used in everyday language. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we had a big in the, one of the earlier episodes. I think uh, you know in our earlier days, I think you got after me on that one. And I was like, you know what? I think I defended myself on the yeah on the show, yeah. but I was like, you know, he's probably right. Yeah, it's, well, it's and it a pretty just childish sounds, thing to call it. Yeah, it, yeah, it's something that you know a, a second grader would say. Hey, there's a weed. So whacker. again, I, I I'm beginning to wonder: is that born out of like a Jello kind of a thing? Was that one of the original brands, maybe? And everybody just kind of kept calling it that. Ooh, you know I, mean? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But if you talk to a if you talk to any type of uh, lawn and gardening, uh, you know, landscaping. Uh, crew or any city employee that you know handles uh, maintaining city parks and you call it a weed whacker at least from my experience you'll get smacked in the mouth but anyhow yeah uh no so we went commercial grade on that one right because we were like look this is it was time to stop playing games out here on the ranch mm-hmm. and uh yeah i mean we, so we did a little research and we bought a husk barna and uh you know got got a like i said brush cutter head for it and i'm out there uh, acting like i know what i'm doing God, listen to us, man! I tell you what, we should just start a an HGTV uh, spinoff show, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Wrestling fans who take care of the houses, and mm-hmm. then just weekly, just you know, I'm handling a stone basement. You're handling your acres of uh, you know grass outside. That would be a fun show, and we do mm-hmm. it in luchador mask. We'll call it the Spanish announce work table. Yes, I like that. That's a good yeah. idea. Yes, yep. get that to me by EOB, Tim. I like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so uh, outside of us just being old, you know, married folks, um, you know, uh, just living the American dream, uh, I guess we should talk about some wrestling, huh? Isn't that what everybody's here for? Yeah, let's get into it. So I guess let me start uh, since we didn't really workshop this off air, so I'll just go first. Uh, the big news And I don't know if it's actually been made official, but Mike Johnson of PW Insider reported it. And I maybe feel like she did post something, but I can't find it uh, as of right now. And again, we don't fact check, so tweet the table if you found it. Uh, But it's been announced that Renee Young will be leaving uh, WWE. Uh, Been with the company since 2012. Kind of, you know, emerged as the best backstage interviewer and now has these, you know, 1600 clones it feels like of her uh as we mentioned plenty of times especially early on in the the podcast episode she was as good of a backstage reporter as you know mean gene okerlin uh but then from there she kind of moved into well she didn't kind of she did she moved into the raw announcing team then she was transitioned out of that did talking smack which was a home run then did wwe backstage that got canceled and now it seems like maybe they don't have a spot for her and she's taking her talents elsewhere. So what do you think about uh, Renee Young leaving WWE? I mean, I guess I'm not shocked, right? Uh, you know, so many people, I, I don't know the last, like, person that you're like, that person's been there forever when you're talking about a non, like, wrestler who stayed around and took an, a backstage role, you know? like. Mm-hmm. So that's not super shocking. Plus, her husband's pretty big focus on the main competition. And, you know, that one doesn't shock me as much. And not that she's not a big part of what they do, but she just seems like less of a 
feature, if that makes sense anymore. Like a less of a like, hey, look, we've got Renee Young, you know, because um, they've got so many more people and especially women uh, doing similar things that she does. Whereas she used to kind of be the only or the clear cut, like only good one. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, even a male or female, like she used to be one of the only good backstage <laughs> reporters, period. Um, and so that's going to be weird, right? That, you know, one of the better ones they had doing it, but also I, she just felt very vanilla lately. Like there wasn't much to her. And I know they're not necessarily characters, but I don't know. Just like, I, I, it's not going to be anything I think that impacts anything. Uh, uh, as far as her leaving, Maybe, right? Like I said, there was 1,600 clones of her now, Charlie Caruso. I feel like Charlie Caruso's kind of taken the Renee Young spot. Yeah, you know, I much. think. Yeah, she gets more of the, like, the people playing with her on, on camera. and Right. Right. And, and so maybe Renee Young took that, you know, as a slight, and we're going to see her uh, in AEW. She also has plenty of opportunities being reported, uh, from outside companies, not just in WWE or not just in pro wrestling, right? Fox. I think she was always uh, discussed about being headhunted by other folks. Like, right. um, So I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked if she just says, I'm tired of the grind of WWE versus AEW or just pro wrestling in general. And I'm going to go outside and maybe look at a, you know, some golf opportunity or NFL opportunity or major league baseball, something like that uh, to see if she can, you know, see where her talents would take her. Uh, If she does go to AW, which I kind of feel is like the no brainer, like, Oh, of course she'll do that. That's the kind of move I feel like that would be. I would hope she would reimagine herself and not just be backstage reporter. Right. And it's like, I'm backstage with, uh, Darby Allen, Darby, you had this amazing match with Brian Cage. What did you blah, blah, right? Like, I want her to maybe go with the, hey, I'm now the manager of John Moxley. Like, I walk to the ring and tell John Moxley to come into the ring. I'm the one that tames this wild beast or, you know, something like that. I kind of want that to happen because that would be cooler than we've ever seen. Like, with, because we all know they're, like, that was never even necessarily shied away from on WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, like let's see if now maybe she has no interest in doing that. That's you what I'm saying. I mean? Maybe maybe for you know you do pro wrestling long enough, especially eight years does seem like a long time in a in, a, in an environment where each week you're either loved or you're hated, and that flip flops every single time you're on television, right? Uh, maybe she's tired of that, and then that's where, like I said, she takes her talents and goes to uh, the NBA or the uh, you know Major League Soccer, something like that. Yeah, who knows? Maybe she's in uh, college football. Oh, they're not going to do that. Uh, they're going to do some of it, I guess. Yeah, they're going to try to do some of it. That's K-State's sure. playing on the 12th. <laughs> Good luck to the hand. Oh, Man, it's going to be weird. Can we, just, can, we, yeah, can we just quickly talk about football? Uh, just quickly. And I know we're a pro wrestling podcast, and some international listeners are going to tune us out because what the hell is football to them? It's soccer to us, right? Whatever. But American football. How unhealthy the linemen live just pre-pandemic, right? Look at Joe Thomas of the Cleveland Browns. Was a refrigerator of a man, retires, and within six months looks like a leading guy on a soap opera. And so you just know that how unhealthy the diets of waking up in the middle of the night. Joe Thomas even said that would wake up in the middle of the night to have a meal to keep the calories in his body so he can maintain Uh, the weight. Straight hand. Strahan looks like a lean, 
know what I mean? Movie star, physique, and yeah. he had to be a defensive lineman that was probably, you know what I mean? Like, probably three times the size he is now. Right. And so you just know that that's common knowledge. And so for them, with a transferable disease that is, you know, on par with almost anything. Or, sumo wrestling. Yeah. And, and this disease that's so transferable, it's happening, you know, by the thousands each day. If one of these guys gets it, like, they are so effed. <laughs> like, and I don't, I'm not laughing because it's like, uh, I, I want anything bad to happen. I don't. It's just, we're doing this for greed. We don't have to risk people's lives. Look, and I'm saying that as a Chiefs fan, right? Like, we just won the Super Bowl. We have the best roster in the NFL. Well, oh, we'd win it again. <laughs> we would definitely at least get to the championship game before the Super Bowl, if not the Super Bowl, and then if hey. not, win the Super Bowl. Hey, like, it's l- just- let me stop you right there, because I was going to wait uh, to to talk about this later. But I want the fans at home to know that if you use hashtag tweet the table, uh, you uh, can get possibly a tweet read on the show. And we've got one from a guy I mentioned earlier that we haven't heard from in a while. And it's at Theo75. All right, what's Theo have to say? He says, at the awesome voice, at TMAC underscore 816. That's us. He says, in all caps, shut up already about the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Eat a satchel of Richards, both of you. Hashtag tweet the table. A bunch of angry emoticons. Oh, did he not catch on that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl? I don't think he heard that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Ah, Theo. Fun fact, the Kansas City Chiefs defeated the San Francisco 49ers at Super Bowl 54. Who in California? In, right? in, yeah, in Miami, Florida. Uh, it happened on February 2nd, 2020. Uh, that was also Groundhog's Day. Um, we won 31 to 20. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was named the NFL, or excuse me, the Super Bowl Super MVP. Bowl. The previous well, year, he was the NFL the MVP. The 49ers were up, like, what? I mean, they were up. They were up uh, 20 to 10. Yeah, they were up 20 to 10 with like six minutes left. Yeah, and then the Chiefs came back. Uh, there's a very famous play, one of the greatest plays in Super Bowl history. Mm-hmm. It's called Wasp. Uh, it was on third and 15. And Patrick Mahomes called it. Patrick Mahomes called it after Tyreek Hill uh, had a catch, but then it was overturned. Then it took them back to third and 15. Then he calls Wasp. He he lands this amazing throw to Tyreek Hill. That gets us the momentum. And then, like I said, we win 31-20 to 20 over the San Francisco 49ers. Even more fun fact, if you want to reverse that score and it's 20-31 to 31 Chiefs victory, 20-31 is when Patrick Mahomes' contract ends with the Kansas City Chiefs as he signed an extension this uh, past off season, isn't that great? Uh, you know, uh, yeah, like it's so fun, man. And you know what else is fun is like the Chiefs. They brought everybody back, and they signed the number one uh, running back in the draft. So like, it's going to happen again if there's football. But again, the Chiefs did win the Super Bowl. They did win the Super Bowl. Uh, but again, they don't need to play. It's just for greed. Uh, please just take a season off. You guys are not the players, but all the owners will still continue to make money. Uh, you'll be fine. Let the players not take all all the risk while you sit in the press box uh, and say, "Why don't they play harder?" You assholes. Yeah, well, it's like they're like baseball missed a season due to a strike and shit. Like, like you guys, like you can live without football for a year. Like we could all be fine. I, I, I although I don't know that a whole lot. I think a large number of people, but and we're talking hundreds of millions. Don't know how to like find alternate ways to entertain themselves than what they're used to. That read a sense. book. 
<laughs> read a book. <laughs> you know how many books I mean, there are? Yeah. I mean, it sounds that simple, but like, I, you know what I mean? I, I do think that's why we get some of this like blowback because these people are like, oh, they don't know even how to vocalize it that way, right? It's not like, mm-hmm. well, what am I going to do? It's just like, no, don't fuck with my football. <laughs> you know? Well, mm. and this is what I think they should do. And this, we can get back into pro wrestling uh, with this tie in. What I'm getting tired of is so just completely transparent i always side on the side of labor in any dispute that's usually where i go except for obviously in certain situations but i think if you're going to make the nfl players play a football game because you want to make your profits then you as the owner must stand in a walmart that is crowded during the entire duration of that football game right like that's your risk you stand in walmart that has you know shoppers in and out touching everything coughing uh probably not wearing masks because apparently you know fuck masks for whatever reason and you stand in that walmart right by the entrance and they play the football game now you guys both are at risk and let's see if you still want the football games to happen and again you know who also should do that and this is the tie-in back to pro wrestling vince mcmahon huh you want to you want to make your wrestlers go out there and wrestle for you and have all these multiple outbreaks and apollo cruz just disappears from television because of a neck injury. It wasn't COVID. Uh, then you go stand uh, on the beach, right next to all the the Jack Wagon Spring Breakers, while they're going to do their you know SummerSlam this week. Do that. Yeah, go to a frat party. Yeah, there you go. There you go. If you if you're so you know we can make this happen safely with okay, no mask. Right. Go to a yeah. frat party with no mask. Again, because in labor situations, especially in sports, they're taking all the risk, and then you're saying, especially in baseball, hey, let's take more money from you, you jackass. And a quick little, you know, uh, as we carry on out of the subject, I don't know if you saw that, like, uh, hundreds of Pac-12 college football players and hundreds of Big Ten football players have, have like, grouped together with lawyers, and they're, and they're, like, making demands now, like, unionized almost. So shit may change in college athletics, but more on that to follow, of course. So, coincidentally, those are the two conferences that, that canceled their seasons, by the way. So Yeah, well, they have Go diverse- figure. They were up to a labor dispute, so go figure. They were just like, oh, you know what? Never mind. We're, we're not going to be safe to do this. Well, in, in the Pac-12 case, they have a diverse uh, board making decisions, so it's not just old, crusty white guys saying, uh-huh. like, God damn it, make them fucking do it. Maybe they actually <laughs> care about some people. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe, who Anyhow, knows? But back to the wrestling where, you know, it's all it's all love. <laughs> Thanks, Theo. Thanks, Theo, for telling us about the Chiefs. Who won the Super Bowl? All right. So, um, okay. So, Renee Young's out. So, we got that. But have you heard the latest WWE? What are we going to call this, Tom? Um, the newest WWE... Um, foray into an emerging technology or way of you know like they were the first they were one of the first to to um the widescreen like uh, uh hd right they were mm-hmm. one of the first to, to pay-per-view they were one of the first to cable mm-hmm. uh, and now they bring us the thunderdome so let me just read uh this is for the win uh, you know, USA Today's little uh, fun mm-hmm. little kind of like blog thing, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, USA Today Sports, FTW. Uh, WWE to debut new Thunderdome set at Amway Center, which includes virtual fans. The ongoing coronavirus pandemic forced WWE to shift its weekly programming and even tentpole events like WrestleMania into the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, Florida, where episodes of Raw and SmackDown have been filmed since March. 
Starting on Friday with SmackDown, WWE is relocating to the Amway Center for an ongoing residency at the venue, and shows will have a very different look. The new WWE Thunderdome will debut this week, complete with pyrotechnics, lasers, cutting-edge graphics, and drone cameras, according to the announcement. Fans will not will still not be able to attend WWE events in person, but a small number of fans can sign up for virtual seats. If you land a ticket, you'll appear during the show, similar to the way the NBA is handling virtual fans during its broadcasts. Um, and there's been some photos out, and, I mean, yeah, that's kind of exactly what it looks like. It looks like you're in some futuristic, you know, like it's a it's fans digitally there on some screens, but they've kind of set it to where it's like risers, right? Um, and you'll see more. This this is set to debut Friday night. We record this here Thursday night. Who knows if I'll race the clock and get this posted in time for you to hear that by Friday night, so you may already know what it looks like. But, Tom, what are your thoughts on this? Beyond just that, like, you know, wall of fans and stuff, like, what is this? Drone cameras, lasers, cutting-edge graphics. Like, I mean, they're they're dressing up a turd here, right? Well, yeah, look at Raw Underground. They only know how to do one thing. Like, they can't get gritty because they know how to be glossy. They can't get futuristic because they know how to be glossy. So it's just going to be, you know, their take on a futuristic uh, live event. Whereas, you know, I know they don't want to mimic the competition, but AEW said, hey, we're going to go to an open air facility. And now they made news where... Uh, tickets, I think, go on sale next week, and they're going to allow 10 to 15% capacity uh, for their events because it's in open air. Uh, they know how to social distance. All of them will be tested as they come in, um, and they're going to actually have real fans. And I've watched the NBA bubble. I've seen these fans up there, and they're, they've had some fun screenshots, right? I think one guy had a goat uh, sit next to him while he watched the game. You've seen celebrities like Paul Pierce and little Wayne show up and that's cute for a screenshot and an Instagram post. But like, while I'm watching the event, I don't care. Like I'm my, my, uh, uh, uh yeah, I'm not watching gonna hold my phone for three hours. Well, but I'm saying as a viewer, I'm not going to stop watching, let's say the Miz versus big E to say like, I wonder who the third person in the sixth row is like, what is that person doing? I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit. Like I want the noise. And it sounds like, you know, from the NBA bubble, there's no noise. Like there's some piped in noise. Yeah. They can't can't do the noise because we'd all be having to scream in our phones and that's not the same thing. Right. So, uh, the noise is what for me, baseball does the noise. Yeah. And, and it's fine. Right. But now they understand because they understand because that, crusty old game even though i love baseball they've got the cadence down because they've had 60 years of the same product uh but with wrestling it's going to be changing and different and i just i don't know it, i'm not into it AEW's putting real fans i want to hear real reactions right like they're going to pipe in the noise for let's hypothetically say roman reigns returns that it's all cheers and obviously the first week it would be but like let's say we're in two yeah. months of doing this thunderdome like we're going to start boom again <laughs> I just and they're going to well, still yeah, have cheers. Like, the thing is, that's going to be a distraction. Like it. The thing about, I know they're trying to be like, oh, it'll look like real fans are there. No, it's not. It's going to look like a bunch of goddamn screen profiles are up there, mm-hmm. and that's going to be different. It's going to be weird, and it's going to just be not right. And we're going to be like, I don't know if I can know. And we're going to spend too much time looking at the goofballs doing that. It's just like if we had. So there's goofballs in the crowd, and you will notice the goofballs when they're doing something weird and stupid. But now imagine if you framed everybody. 
Like it's just not it's just not going to work out right. And and I think they're just they're trying too hard to satisfy the wrong symptom of the problem, right? Like mm-hmm. the the problem was there's no fans. So AW's like, "All right, well, we can't bring all the fans, but can we get some of the fans?" And like, right. I, and can I we do it at, can we do it at a safe and, and knowledgeable way, right? We're going to listen to the I mean, look, do I think fans should go? I would urge you not to. But hey, look, you know what I mean? Fuck. What am I going to say now? Like clearly we've seen people don't give a fuck what I think. <laughs> so like uh, you know, yeah, now people are that's go. a right. There's an assumed risk with anything that you're doing right now, right? The the absolute right. best thing to do is to I mean, in a perfect world obviously would be to have your government pay for you to stay at home and then have everything hopefully delivered to you so you don't have to leave the house. Obviously, right. that's going to cause a little bit of stir-crazy and some uh, wackiness in your brain. So get out and do something, right? And again, there's going to be assumed risk when you go to the grocery store. There's going to be assumed risk when you go to the gas station. Uh, there's going to be assumed risk when um, you, know, you go to the mall to get a prescription for your eyeglasses, whatever right. it is, right? So... Who's to say like, hey, my assumed risk is I stay at home for 23 hours a day, but this, you know, or, you know, 22 hours a day, but this two hours time slot, I'm going to go to AEW. Okay, right. They're going to test you there. You're hopefully going to clear. Then you're going to come in, wear a fucking mask. Uh, So I can't tell you not to do it. I kind of err on the side of what you said, where it's like, "Eh, maybe not. Right. Maybe you don't have to. Um, I I don't have that itch yet. This is all I know. Right. And and neither do I, but some people do, right? So some people, you know, eat, breathe, and shit this stuff, and, and great. Thanks for listening. I hope it's you. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just think that the AEW is going to do it, even though it's the more traditional route, not the headlines that the Thunderdome is. It's going to be a better viewing experience for me at home to have – 10 to 15 percent of live fans than a hundred percent of these digital non-existent weirdo fans in classic wwe they went with a a dumb ass name that they thought was gonna hit it like a home run because they're just out of touch like well yeah first of all it's a dated reference two it's not cool to call it do what it's not to them. Their their references yeah. is from the eighties. Like that's what we're getting. So, so like, and then just it's just not like if you would just called it anything else, anything new, nobody would have cared because like it, it's it's already a new thing, right? Like there's not. But now we're like, oh, because the thing is, you're not mimicking anything about like you know the actual fucking thunder. I mean, I guess you know, but like I don't, I don't know. It's their reference because that's the last time that any of those decision makers watched a movie was when Arnold Schwarzenegger was making Thunderdome. (sighs) I'm surprised. Like, did they have to fight any, like, is there trademark laws that they had to fight? (laughs) Well, again, that movie's so old, it may have passed, right? It may have lapsed, whatever. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this is not going to, I don't know. I, I think this goes away as soon as they feel like they can get decent crowds but if, if aw can oh because it's open air huh yeah that's what i'm saying and again there's open air arenas you can go so to. they booked at the amway center you couldn't have booked no i think they decided this was the better route and didn't even look for open air venues because they were like no we're gonna do the thunderdome we're gonna mm-hmm. bring fans in virtually mm-hmm. the fan here's why this fails eventually because it's a novelty thing for somebody doing it right if i go on i'm like this is cool and then i realize Okay, fuck. Raw's three hours long, or this pay per view's three hours long. Like, my virtual seat, I'm not going to stand here and hold my phone the whole fucking time. Right? Even if I've got a 
Mm-hmm. A stand. I'm used to fidgeting with my phone. No matter yeah. what the fuck I'm watching. I the Super Bowl, Tom, where the Chiefs won, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, um, they did win. And and I was very intent on that. I was still like, you know, sending you a message, checking my Facebook. Like mm-hmm. it's just gonna happen. So like people are gonna be done with this. It's the same thing as the second screen experience. In two weeks' time, three weeks' time, four weeks' time, whatever, people are gonna be like, This is fucking boring. And you're gonna have less and less people and this is gonna go by the wayside. And that's gonna be before they feel comfortable bringing everybody or can bring people back into indoor to the size that they want to have a crowd. So I don't know where this goes to WWE. I think this is going to end up being very weird. They're going to have, they're going to have like not enough by the end. And they're going to be like, we're going to catch them repeating the same screen three or four times. All of like Xbox 360 where they had like seven fans really, but they yeah. turned seven into 70,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That's where I think this heads. Or use past recordings for new shows. Like, oh, this recording was from SummerSlam. Yeah. Let's use it for Raw. Just generic when somebody's not saying anything specific or doing anything weird, right? They mm-hmm. just have them staring. Because how about that? When you're having the boring part of the match, the rest hold, are we going to have, like, I don't notice, like I said, I'm going to notice more 50 screens behind the wrestlers of people being bored than I am. 15,000 people in the crowd because that kind of blends together because they're moving. It's a, you know what I mean? But these are going to be stationary framed video feeds. And weird. if you, th- and if you think traditionally how wrestling's always been shot, the crowd is never lit to be seen the entire time, right? Like when the main event starts, you typically don't see the crowd. They're blacked out and your focus is on the yeah, or red or ring. blue, for right. the, you know, Ross Smackdown, whatever it is. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm not a fan uh, but you know what? Uh, I wasn't a fan of AEW before it started, and now I'm the biggest you know AEW homer you got. Uh, so my maybe mind we can keep drone camera aspects out of this, but that's it. Well, it, it, and you just think with Kevin Dunn's production style uh, and all the zoom in and zoom outs, I'm probably going to get motion sickness. Yeah, and cutting edge graphics scares me. These can be really cool, or these can be really overdone, just to be the point of like, look at what we can do. Zoom. Yeah, the 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 shots that we've seen online so far, the first thing I thought of is the fans are just way too bright. It's way too distracting. They're brighter and more featured than the wrestlers, and I'm supposed to be watching the wrestlers. So if they dim the, the screen uh, on those uh, fans, maybe it works a little bit better. But from the initial shots, I was like, that is just uh, – it looks like a bad Zoom call. You know, like I do not want to watch that. Yeah, I don't know. But, all right, so the Table Nation out there is tired of listening to us talk about this Thunderdome, Tom. So, Would they like us to talk about the Chiefs winning Super Bowl 54? Uh, I mean, who wouldn't like hearing people talk about that? Everybody loves that. What did I used, uh, to, what did I used to really annoy the entire audience with uh, when I was like I- – I forgot what it was, but I think it was cataclysmic. It was like, shut the fuck up. No one thinks that's funny, but I did. Oh, man. What was that? You know what I'm talking about? I I've don't said remember because so, well, I've said so many things. things. <laughs> yeah, there's been there's a half a dozen things for just top of mind. But anyhow, uh, let's get into uh, this weekend's festivities. So we've got a lot of wrestling uh, that was a little bit delayed, and then others were scheduled for this weekend. So we've got AW Dynamite. Uh, taking place on Saturday because of bubble ball, as you call it, the NBA playoffs. Bubble uh, ball. 
Yeah, it preempted it on uh, Wednesday night, so it pushed it to Saturday night. It will air as soon as the NBA playoff game is over, so let's hope they don't go into overtime. That's another thing to consider. Um, then you also have uh, NXT XXX, so it seems like they are they might be doing some porn. You do some porn, NXT porn. NXT porn. Hey, look, if you're going to do already a seen Thunderdome. It. I've yeah. already seen NXT XXX. Hey, so I, I think I saw their, uh, their first ever... Uh, NXT Women's Champion in a porn, right? Mm, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's and then you've got true. the party of the summer. With the Mad Ox. <laughs> yes, you did. Uh, and then you got the party of the summer uh, with the Thunderdome SummerSlam. So uh, let's start off uh, with NXT porn, uh, NXT 30. Uh We've got some picks that we're going to do for you. I'm calling it NXT porn. It's XXX. I've always been told that's porn. I'm calling it NXT porn. I'm not calling it NXT porn. Is Vin Diesel the host? Oh, <laughs> I forgot about that shitty movie. <laughs> yeah. Didn't Ice Cube take over? Like, wasn't he the nice guy? Probably. Oh, God. What a great reference. I totally forgot about that movie. Vin oh, Diesel host NXT porn. Yes, I love it. All right, so let's uh, let's get into a little NXT porn uh, kind of overview, high level overview. How excited are you for this event? We've got some Pat McAfee making his WWE debut. We have a Karrion Cross Keith Lee match. Uh, we got a ladder match for the North American Championship. Uh, what what excites you about this uh, event that we have going down on Saturday night? I mean, the ladder match will probably be a really good match, right? Just because these folks are all like, you know, Gargano always. I mean, if we say Gargano in a ladder match, you're like, all right, cool, fine, right? Cameron Grimes we love as a character. Velveteen Dream looks like maybe might be trying to sprinkle in some, you know what I mean? A little bit of a different kind of edge to his character maybe. Um, and then Bronson Reed and Damian Priest, right? Which are two up and comers, right? That we've kind of seen that there's some promise in these guys, right? Will they have all the pieces? Will they be able to plug it all together? Who knows? But I think that match is probably number one for me. Uh, aside from it's a maybe a one A one B with the Cole McAfee match, and you know we can kind of break these down individually. But uh, uh, yeah, let's do that. I, I'm it's- excited mostly for that, right? Mostly for those two things to stick out. But let's just. Let's break it down. I got the card pulled up in front of me. I don't know if you already did, but uh, I beat no, you. No, my internet connection, uh, my internet connection, because of that thankful construction happening, uh, is currently down, so I cannot connect to anything. Gotcha. Well, I got it right here in front of me. I got NXT uh, Takeover Porn predictions. Um, let's start with uh, Legato del Fantasma versus. Uh, I probably said that wrong. Brizongo versus Lorcan and Birch for a number one contender match for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Um, whew. What do you think, man? I feel like I want to say uh, the Legado del Fantasma, but it's easy for like a heel up-and-coming like new faction to, to lose a match like this because then he can use that as fuel to be like, no, now we're serious, right? Nobody really blinks an eye, right? doesn't really set them back much. Yeah, um, I think... That yeah. could be the route they're they're going, or it could be, hey, you know what really hit well with the women's division? Bailey and Sasha winning everything. So let's get uh, this faction here to have the uh, right. two hundred five live, and then the tag team championships. Maybe that's right. the route they go. 
I, and I just feel like I, I don't know. I mean, now again, it's it's a number one contender match. So if they're just not planning on taking the belts off of, uh, is it? Uh, it's the uh, Imperium. Imperium. Guy, right? Imperium. Yeah. yeah. If they're not feeling like taking them off, well, then that changes. You know who who I think would win. Like then I'm going Brizongo or something. You know, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Legato, right? I'm gonna go with the Fantasma here. Um, yeah, I, I like that guy a lot. The Santos Escobar. Right? Oh yeah, and I like this faction a lot too. I think them going up against Imperium in a faction versus faction, kind of like Imperium has taken out Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era kind of you know doesn't necessarily. Uh, break up, but they've moved on to doing singles things. So Imperium needs another group to battle against. I think uh, uh, that team uh, would be a great fun faction, right? Two factions beating up on each other. Um, but I think they still want to build up Imperium to say like, we've got tag champs and they're fucking cool and they're fucking awesome. And we still can't get their leader here because of travel restrictions. But when he does, he's going to really fuck some shit up. So let's tell you in the meantime, how cool these guys are. And for that reason, I think Fondango gets the, or um, whatever the fashion police uh, gets the uh, win in this match uh, because I think Oni Larkin and uh, uh, what's the other asshole's name? Danny Birch. Danny Birch. I think they're there just to take the pinfall. uh, And I think it's going to be Fondango and uh, Tyler Breeze getting the victory. Yeah. What's their name? It's, it's, uh, what's their name? Breezango. So whatever happened to the fashion police? I thought that was going to be their name because then they're handing out like fashion yeah, offenses. Well, because and stuff. I think what they've said now is that like when they're in the ring, they're serious, but on their way oh. to the ring, they'll have a few fun things to do. I think fashion well, so they just handcuff a better name, All right? But I think fashion police is an easier name to remember, an easier name to say. Well, it is. It's way more marketable, right? Like, right. Now, here's the thing is I wouldn't have them be as goofy as they were. Like, I would have them be legitimately, uh, like, actually fashionable and, like, smooth dudes and then, like, make fun of other fucks and, you know what I mean? Like, hand out tickets when people actually look ridiculous. Yeah, like Cameron Grimes. Right. Like, I mean, just, you know, but have them actually, like, instead of fucking showing up in alpaca fucking boots, right? Like, they're mm-hmm. over the top fucking Zoolanders. Mm-hmm. Uh, have them actually be fucking, you know what I mean? Some slick Something. dudes. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, so anyhow, uh, I've got them for the kickoff show. What's the next match we got going on? NXT Women's Championship, Io Shirai defends against Dakota Kai. And I kind of feel like they're going to go with Dakota Kai here. I don't know. Yeah, this one's hard because. Uh, it. I don't know. I'm not that invested. Maybe I just with want you. them to go with Dakota Kai because I'm kind of bored. Yeah, I think they're still going to go Yoshirai. I think Yoshirai. I'm going the other side on this one just to uh, be contrarian, but I also think. Uh, they put all that work into Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. I think they're not ready to move on quite yet, so I'm gonna go Io Shirai. Yeah. All right. Um. All right. We got three matches here. I kind of let's start with this uh, NXT North American Championship. Right. The ladder match. Who do you think's legit pulling this down? We got the Thick Boy Bronson Reed. We got Damian Priest, former you know former name uh, was a friend of the show, but uh, Johnny Gargano, Cameron Grimes, and Velveteen Dream. Um, hmm, this is a tough one for me, too, because I any one of these guys would be fine. I don't think it's Gargano because, I mean, he's been there, done that, right? And maybe not I'll, Dream for the same reason, but... Well, I think Dream, uh, pulling back the curtain, I think Dream, for other reasons, uh, is not going to get a title shot coming off of a two-month layoff. Um right. 
Johnny Gargano would make sense because he's trying to do the power couple uh, with his wife. So to be a power couple, you have to have some type of gold. And I don't think she's going to win anything. So maybe this is his opportunity. And then he could say, like, I'm the only two time yada, 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 you know, North American champion and say all that fun stuff. But I'm going to go. I almost said punishment Martinez. I'm going to go Damian Priest. I think he needs something. No, I'm not. No, because I've got another pick that would double up on those type of champs. So I'm not going to say that. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Cameron Grimes. I think he's just. Yeah. yeah, I think he's just left field enough to where we can do some fun things. He kind of seems like a riverboat gambler. uh, And to have a belt seems a little bit appropriate for that type of gimmick. Uh, so yeah, I'm think of the Cameron fun, goes. yeah, zany, you know, fucking things he can get, and people trying to challenge him, and he keeps slipping away with a woohoo, right? Exactly. Gotcha, yeah, oh yeah, he'd be great for it. Yeah, if it's not him, if it's not him, yeah, maybe a Damian Priest is the only way I'm going because you're right, Dream, other reasons. I don't think they're putting it on the thick boy quite yet, right? So. Although yeah, I like, I, I like the, th- I do like Bronson Reed. I, I think he's fun. Uh, he can be a good champion. Uh, but again, I think the North American championship is dictated on what they do for the uh, heavyweight championship. And this is what I mean by that is let's say they book WWE. That is uh, top down. If they say Keith Lee retains, well then, Bronson Reed wouldn't reta- become the North American champion because now we You're just right. have two bowling balls. They're two thick boys. Yeah, two right. Thick we have boys. just two. Yeah. We have two bowling balls for our champs. But then if you go carry and cross, well, then you can't do pun. Or I keep calling him Punishment Martinez. Damian Priest, because then you have the two, you know, brood members as your champions, right? right? And you so also can't like, go Velveteen Dream either because then it's mind games, right? Yeah. Then it's, it's yeah. Right. It's, we're doing the same mind game thing. It's like, what kind of wrestling promotion is this, right? Uh, so yeah, I, that's what it's hard to, to determine, but I think Cameron Grimes is just left field enough to where, yeah, like you said, he slips out the back door so he doesn't have to defend the championship or he does some type of card trick to fool the guy and then, you know, grabs the belt and runs out almost like a, uh, an old Western timey R truth, you know, like mm-hmm. with the 24 seven championship, except for not as, you know, all the time gimmicky, but something along those lines. That's what I think. Very much, happen. yeah. All right, let's get into one of the big ones here. We got Adam Cole, baby, taking on Pat McAfee. And I'm going to give it to Pat McAfee. His promo was fucking great. Oh, like, oh, I've made, I've made seven, or I've made a million dollars in seven different uh, professions. Oh, or, man. Yeah, he's great on the mic. And I, yeah, I like him a lot. I like him on his podcast. I don't listen to it a lot. I listen to more of the YouTube clips on specific topics. Uh, I know some people absolutely hate him. I mean, sure, that's why he came in as a heel, right? He wasn't beloved. Um, I'm going Adam Cole, though. I think Adam, like, man. For him to beat Daniel Bryan and for him to retain for you know the NXT championship for four hundred days and then to lose it unless ooh unless no, Pat is this McAfee the payoff wins this. is this the payoff? Is this the implosion of the undisputed yep. era? Do we see yeah, Roger I think, Strong? I think we may see Cole yeah, this may break down and Cole eventually is like making his way out, right? And I think Pat McAfee wins this. I'm still going to Adam Cole. God, 
you know, I, I get it, right? WWE's done stupid shit in the past. Kevin Federline beat uh, John Cena. No, imagine the ratings pop from on ESPN and Sports Illustrated from Pat McAfee winning and bragging and talking shit and going on every fucking talk show and fucking sp- oh, on his podcast. And- yes. Yes. A- every reason you're saying, I completely 100% agree, but I still think Adam Cole. I don't think... I think Triple H has still enough say to say, like, okay, fine, I'm doing the Dude, fucking match, but if, he's not if winning. If Pat McAfee wrote that promo, I want Pat McAfee as a regular wrestler. If somebody wrote that for McAfee, he fucking delivered that better than The Rock delivered his pre-written lines. Yeah, he's great. He's born to do this. He's done stand-up for years. You know, he quit the NFL to do this kind of stuff. So, Dude, yeah, I think... was amazing. Like, his whole, like... He was like, everything you did, right? You're this, you're that, you're everything. He's like, and then one kick. <laughs> He's like, what? I knocked you out. I made you look like a fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, God, he was so great. Yeah, he's great. I liked him a lot. Uh, but yeah, still going to stick with Adam Cole. What's what's the next match we have? All right, it's the big one, man. It's Karrion Cross, Keith Lee, NXT title. And I feel like you kind of said who you were going with there. You think Karrion Cross is going to get this thing? Yeah. I, did you see the promo package on NXT this uh, Wednesday yeah, night? Yeah. I mean, that was built around carrying cross. There's nothing uh, about that, that. Is that to make you think? No, I think that's, I mean, he hasn't had a weakness. And I keep having this feeling that Triple H, even though he begrudgingly has to do certain things, I don't think Pat McAfee was his idea. Get what I'm saying? I think maybe that was a uh, Pat McAfee went to Vince. Vince loved the idea, brother. Uh, and then let's do it at NXT because you're not fucking up my shit kind yeah. of thing. And, and, and Triple so, H loves him a, a dark, uh, uh, rockish white dude. And guess guess who uh, the song was for that promo package? Mm. It was a fucking new Metallica song, right? Yeah. Like everything screams uh, Triple H when I see Karrion Cross. It, it's the Blade character he tried to play in Blade 3. Uh, so for that reason, I, I like, and I love Keith. This is who Keith. Triple H would be if he like redesigned himself today, like coming. Yeah. In. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To get himself over, this would be, if he never did DX, this would be his character. Um, I, yeah, I just think he hasn't had a weakness. I don't think, um, I, I think, I, I think Triple H understands the, he's unstoppable. He's unstoppable. He's unstoppable. He lost to the champ. Well, now what? Right? Like that mm-hmm. reset of a character just never works. And so I think yeah, they're going to pull the trigger. Keith on Lee could almost recover from having won it. Oh, my God. And then suddenly losing it. Better than somebody like, oh, my God, this guy's unstoppable until he was stopped. Well, then that guy can't really recover from that. Right. Because then, all we ever got to do is call Keith Lee to come stop you. Yeah. And I think, you, you know, and I'm fantasy booking here. Um, on on NXT, the main event was a heel to me, a heel Velveteen Dream versus a somewhat babyface Finn Balor. And let's just you know fantasy book the next big event. Let's say it's Survivor Series, the NXT event that goes along with Survivor Series. I can see Karrion Cross as the black cloud over NXT, and the only person that can dethrone him is a demon. And you have the demon Finn Balor come out, and that's when the fans are back in, hopefully. Um, and then that would just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, hopefully. Uh, but right, a demon Finn Balor. So that's right when America's going to erupt in a civil war. You think that's going <laughs> to. 
Yeah, well, oh, I didn't even. Yes, I totally forgot about the the timeline of that. Yeah, we're we're yeah. yeah. Well, we there may you not go. Actually, exist anymore? <laughs> yeah, we might not get to Survivor Series, but if yeah. we do, I could see, I could see the demon emerging to take out Karrion Cross and uh, what what's his uh, what's her name? I always forget her Scarlet. name. It's just Scarlet. I, I think let's just go with Scarlet. That's fine. I think uh, Scarlet uh, playing mind games with Finn Balor and Finn Balor to um, counteract that mind game with the demon. That's the perfect story. Scarlet for Bordeaux. I'm not saying I'm saying Scarlet. Fuck that name. Lose it like Rusev's first name. Um, uh, yeah. So I think uh, I think that's why Karrion Cross gets it over Keith Lee. Keith Lee can then you know beat up on some biggie boy. Uh, or not Biggie Boy, the Thick Boy, um, and he could have his fun and then maybe go to the main roster, right? We we love to throw those people to the main roster as soon as possible, and he seems like a SmackDown guy. Um, so, yeah, for that reason, I think Karrion Cross. Yeah. yeah he might I think there's another match. Just to be different, I'll go with Keith Lee. But I think there's another match, too. Uh, it was just announced, uh, Finn oh. Balor and Timothy Thatcher. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, Thatcher wins that. Yeah, I, I, I think so. What happened to like? I know I just fantasy booked Finn Balor in the main event title and gets the title back, but like, he comes down to NXT. He does the cool heel turn, and then does he just get lost in the shuffle on everything? Like, he just lost a Velveteen Dream clean. I mean, I know there was distractions and things like that, but. Uh, what you know what i'm saying like come on i don't know yeah i know yeah it's interesting but i mean i think that's why he's down there maybe maybe he's doing the whole uh get the young guys over because people know who i am thing but man that's a waste of a good character like you could do some real fun things with that still Um, could but they didn't and they won't because he's too small no no i'm going finn i'm going finn fuck that i'm going finn yeah no no, nope. yeah. Thatch yep. Thatch Kane. He's gonna stretch him. Oh, I hope so. I love Timothy Thatcher. I want him to not. I want him to be neutral. I don't want him to be a babyface or heel. I just want him to kick everyone's ass. And everyone's like, "Hey, man, what's your problem?" It's like fucking being here, man. Like I want him to be the. I want him to be the violent Orange Cassidy. You know what I'm saying? Like where Orange Cassidy kind of comes off as a baby face, but it's because he's non-threatening. I want Timothy Thatcher to have the same attributes, but fucking murder people. Like, I want, yeah. Yeah, just kind of like slowly be like, God damn it. All right, another match. The bell rings. He's kind of like, uh. The guy's like fucking jumping around like he's Ollie, and then Thatcher's just like, Jesus fucking Christ. And then the guy gets close, and he just fucking rips his arm off. Yeah, and he's like, who who is doing this? Why 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 am I here? Why would why are you I be in a me match? With this jump? Yeah. Why would I be wrestling this guy? Who who's the idiot who booked this? Like and then he gets yeah. mad and like walks around backstage. Who did that to me? Who put me in that situation? You guys know knew it was going to happen. And then like you have the the wrestler, let's go with Ali, right? And he's in the uh training room still like screaming in agony. He's like, "No one likes hearing that. No one likes hearing that. And why did you make me do it?" You idiots. <laughs> just walks around. <laughs> like, that's what I want Timothy Thatcher to be. I think that'd be a fun character. That would be fun. All right, so NXT, man. Porn. NXT porn. Can't wait. All right. Well, then let's move into uh, is SummerSlam the 
The uh, if if WrestleMania is the granddaddy of them all, what is SummerSlam? Oh, it's the biggest. Uh, it's the biggest party of the summer, right? Which, but the tagline this year is "You never saw it coming." Whatever, you'll never. I probably just won't see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how about that? I won't see it then. <laughs> I just probably won't fucking see it. Uh, <laughs> I'll just catch the fucking highlights. Um, let's run to the card, shall we, Tom? Let's do it. Any any uh, broad uh, thoughts before we do this? Yeah, uh, this is a very important event, I think, for Drew McIntyre. You know, he got the push when no fans were there, so it's kind of difficult for him to know really where he stands. I think he's done a really great job as champion. He's believable. He's likable. I know I've said the whole, uh, you know, I can't feel sympathy for Roman Reigns because he'll steal my girlfriend kind of thing. And I still feel that way about Drew McIntyre to a certain extent, but he's not doing the overly sympathy. Oh man, it's a three on one attack. What helps him is he's also not the smoothest, most charismatic guy from a personality standpoint. Yeah, he's a right? cat guy. Yeah, he's a cat guy. Like he takes pictures with his cat, and he kind of seems yeah. like a little bit of a dork. So you, I think more people will identify with the guy for that reason, right? Like he is that like, even though he's big and a monster can beat people up, he's kind of like the Clark Kent, Superman kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Where yeah. mild mannered, unassuming, uh, injustice is happening. Now I'm here to beat you up, right? And right. he fits that well. I, I will give him that. Like he's he's adapting to that pretty well. Yeah, but I think this is a very important event for him uh, as far as how WWE views him because, like I said, there's no fans, so we don't really get the real reaction when he runs down to save Ric Flair from Randy Orton. You know what I mean? Uh, so we're gonna maybe see. Maybe we what- do. Maybe if we had fans, we'd have the same reaction. Who knows, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. You know, Rusev Day came about because fans were right. just getting behind someone, and maybe right. they would do that with Drew. I don't know. Uh, but I think this is going to be a very telling sign of how either you want to say WWE or Vince views Drew McIntyre. Uh, and so I think, you know, we'll learn a lot about the future of Drew McIntyre, win or lose, from uh, from SummerSlam. All right, well, let's start hours ahead of that and start with a hair versus hair match. Now, this will be later in the show, but I'm just reading off of WWE.com, starting from yeah, the bottom. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, hair versus hair match. I think there's no way Sonya Deville's not losing this, right? I think this was all set up because I think she was going to go with a different look because she's kind of going with that badass, I'm going to fuck you up routine Whoa. i think she's going shaved and i think they set up the whole thing for that yeah but maybe i'm wrong maybe well, i'm wrong no you're not because name a name a baby face who's ever lost a hair match mm. it's always a heel thing right molly holly at wrestlemania well i guess the only the only heel to win a hair versus hair match was trump but then other than that it's always uh the baby face yeah wins. but and yes no, Trump wasn't the heel then. Uh, he's a heel now. But he heel <laughs> let's be honest, he was a heel then too. Well, I mean, he's always been a heel, but like was he the heel in that storyline? No. Damn it, I was making a bad joke cuz I don't like the bastard. Um Yeah, uh, I mean, he's a fucking heel in many contexts of the word. Yeah. Um but, but in that, he was the yeah. baby. Bobby Lashley was the baby face. Umaga was the heel. Yeah, you're right. That's what no, I'm, that's, no face loses a hair versus hair match. Right. Huh. So it, it's, yeah. It's Faces lose mask versus mask matches. I've seen that. 
Right, but never hair. If again, fact check, we don't do that here. So tell me about a 1991 match with you know fill in the blank wrestler that I don't know of. And now yeah, I'm and happy we to learn. mean you know what I mean. Like if you could turn on a cable TV and see this program somewhere, right? Is generally kind of what we mean, right? Um, so yeah, I don't want to hear about you know ROH did a you know eye pay per view. Like okay, we'll scratch that. I don't give a shit. And let me uh, clarify. You know. And let me clarify. I'm talking about. I'm talking about a legit hair versus hair, like going into the match. Obviously you have had certain situations where like, if you remember Kurt angle, uh, fucking hit big show with a, uh, with a, uh, tranquilizer and then shaved his head when he was right. unconscious, but, yeah, but that wasn't hair versus hair. Have the ceremonious, right? Cause exactly. they always have to hold the heel down while he's being a baby. Right. So again, Sonya Deville loses this because she's the heel. So of course. Yep. All right. Uh, this is funny. Well, that's WWE, funny. Well, hold think, on. WWE, what, what were you going to say? Think about what I just said, and we just knew it. Fucking Kurt Angle took a tranquilizer gun to another human and then shaved his head. <laughs> <laughs> Pro wrestling is stupid. <laughs> so, uh, I love uh, I'm, I'm reading this match card off of WWE.com, right? Their shows page in the SummerSlam. And they have their like preview, right? And they list all the matches, and they start with the championship match and the next, right? And you go all the way down to the what what you assume they consider the lesser matches, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm reading from the bottom up. There's three women's matches, and they're all at the bottom. <laughs> and then the next five matches are all the men's. So I'm going to read it this way. It's not because I'm picking the women's out. You know what I mean? Fair I'm, enough. I'm reading Fair enough. Straight off WWE.com. So don't come at me, bro. Send all your hate mail to at TMAC underscore 816. Bailey versus Asuka for a SmackDown Women's Championship match. Now, if you'll remember, Asuka's also going to challenge for the Raw Women's Championship against Sasha Banks. So maybe we talk about both of those at the same time? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, I got her going one and one. I think she loses the first one. Mm. And so Bailey said she's going first, right? So yeah, she'll lose to Bailey, and then she'll, she will beat oscar because remember she's also a raw superstar so the yeah. raw championship has to go back to her i so think you're right because the, if you'll notice they've kind of thrown in a few jabs to where there's uh, in this mega powers 2.0 there's a little bit of rocky waters again right like mm-hmm. they're making matches for each other they're talking over each other they're like oh of course you know yeah right like yeah the egos are starting to butt heads yeah so i got her going one and one i think i think it would be cool if they did something to this effect where Bailey needs the assistance of Sasha. So Sasha does it. Bailey gets the roll up or, you know, uh, the mm-hmm. foot on the rope, something, whatever that is. Right. And then in the next match, Sasha needs Bailey's help. And mm-hmm. Bailey goes like, nah, I'm good. And then Oscar gets the finisher. Yeah. She's just on. encouraging. She's like, you got it. You got it. You can yeah, do she's it. like, no, she's like, no, when give me it. the. Yeah, she's like, no, give me the brass knuckles. And, and you know, Bailey's like, no, 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 I really think you can win. And then she gets rolled up, one, two, three. And Bailey's like, why? I thought you could win. She's like, you bitch, I helped you in the first match, you know? And the, that's how the With the same starts. thing. Like, it's got to be yeah. brass knuckles. Or it's gotta yeah, be, you know, something. A sock with a fucking rock in it. Or something. Right, that would be cool. <laughs> it came out with a fucking, like, prison sock. Well that's, the San- <laughs> well, that's a Santana and Ortiz move over in uh, AEW. Right. Yeah, they hit you with a sock with rocks in them. Uh, <laughs> so maybe. I don't know. It'd be cool. But yeah, so I think that's where it happens is uh, Bailey wins and then Sasha loses. All right. 
Uh, Apollo Cruz MVP. I think MVP might win this one. United States title match. I think it wouldn't shock me, right? MVP having the championship to make the hurt business something right. more than just three guys walking around, you know? However, I think maybe we're going to do this Mortal Kombat style and we start Apollo Crews with MVP, then he goes through Shelton Benjamin, and then the grand you know, finale or the, the big boss is Bobby Lashley. Actually, scratch that. that. MVP wins this because Cedric Alexander turns and helps him win it. That's a thought. That is a good thought. I, you know, They've teased that Cedric Alexander joins uh, the Hurt Business because he feels distracted or uh, disrespected from uh, his friends Ricochet. Richard O'Shea. Richard O'Shea, uh, Ali, and Apollo Crews. So, yeah, I mean, it, I could see it. But I'm still, I still think we're going to do a Mortal Kombat style. Because remember, we got to do picks next week because next week after this coming weekend is Payback. So, you know. You gotta gotta get some matches in there. Yeah, God, that's so weird. I don't understand why they're doing that, but whatever. Um, okay, Street Profits are gonna beat Andrade and Angel Garza, right? I kind of hope not. I kind of hope, hope not, not too, but they're gonna. I think it was too convenient that all of a sudden we just knew that Zelina poisoned uh, Montez, right? And so I think there's gonna be more to the story. I think maybe that wasn't poison that she put in montez ford's drink or you know retribution i think makes their presence known here by saying like ah, ah, ah that isn't what happened it was actually um you know angelo dawkins who did it to to montez and then we're like what what the fuck and then zelina vega gets her champs now she has some gold around her waist well you know around their waist but she has some gold uh with her stable and then we can build them up a little bit I so i am really liking angel garza he is the highlight of these segments for me. The way he like flirts with the ladies, uh, it just his general, you know, dislikableness. If I can make up a word, um, this guy's got some potential in him. Who's that girl, by the way, who's this blonde lady? Oh, I don't, I mean, why I is know. she, why is she featured? Like, cause her, See, this is why I think they're going to win. Here, oh, here. Oh, was go. that the Bachelorette lady? Is that what you're talking about? I guess whoever he flirts with, and then Charlie Caruso gets a little jealous. That yeah. that blonde lady. Here's yeah, yep. Yeah, okay, they're going to win. Street profits are losing. You know why, right? Here it no. is. I've already written it. This is WWE to a fucking T. God damn it, damn it! I hate when I'm right. <laughs> here it is. So. We don't find out about the uh, who poisoned Montez 100%. We find out that that wasn't actually what poisoned Montez, so more to come on that later, right? Uh, during the match, um, through shenanigans, uh, uh, Zelina Vega's team wins. I don't know what we're calling them, but you know they win the tag team championships, right? So for payback, the Viking Raiders come and say we're gonna you know defeat you on behalf of our good friends the street profits and then that builds up that flirting thing that ivan and uh who ivar 
Ivar and and uh, what's his ass? Dude, um, if we turned Ivar into the next sexual chocolate, I'm all right with that too. Right, and how he does the Thor thing with the chicken wing. I love that. How he just holds <laughs> yeah. his hand out and the chicken wing. I like that. But see, so there, there's already some some tension between. Um, Garza and and Ivar, right? So we have that with the blonde lady. So then the Viking Raiders go like, we're going to fight on behalf of the Street Profits. We want our title shot against them. And then right before the match starts, that's where Retribution comes in. It was like, you know who actually uh, poisoned Montez? It was the Viking Raiders. And then we get the heel turn. You know, uh, Zelina's Vega team retains. Then we get a re-up of the Street Profits uh viking raiders but this time it's not silliness it's all fucking real emotions and we'll punch each other in the face that's what yeah maybe they go do a you know what we haven't had triple is a threat. tag team best of seven or yeah or we do a triple threat right we do zelena's vegas team as the champs now we got a blood feud between street profits and viking raiders they all three need to wrestle for the team mm-hmm. you can have as many spots as you want there that's what happens. God damn it! I think I think if we got a like a best of seven with Raiders, like you said, as 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 heels doing their full heel gimmick, and and the Street Profits is like that we're getting you back. They do a best seven of that. Like, um, I think that could go over really well. We haven't seen that yet in tag oh, yeah. teams, right? Right. Yeah. No, it'd be um, great. Yeah, I think that would go over real well, and then it would buy a lot of time, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, then it would and get those Viking. guys can go like all four of those guys, so they can put right. on some real good stuff. Like you're saying, if it's serious, which we that's what seen. I'm saying. Yeah, we, if we get Viking Raiders out of a fucking minivan and back into some warhead gear and some, we're gonna kick someone's ass because we need our chicken wings and we're hangry. Like that's a good yeah, team. Do some of this behind. in the underground. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Oh my god. That that's where the whoever poison Montez Ford, right? Whoever that was. That's how it needs to be settled. Montez goes, no, we're not doing a match here. No, 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 no. I'll see are, you in the underground. I will see you at the top of the hour. We're going to the underground. And then Shane's like, this is what it's here for. And then boom. Because if you notice in the underground, Nia Jax wasn't told not to compete, even though she's suspended. She was told, like, get up there, you know, fight yeah, Shana. So it. that's where I think that needs to fuck be it. solved. All right. Well, here we go. Street fight. Dominic Mysterio. Seth Rollins. Ah, uh, God, I feel like it's WWE easy booking at some point to get Dominic Mysterio this win. It makes him look good because they're going to, you know, he's got a new contract. Rollins can recover from this, right? Because, it, you know, if they're not planning on doing anything major with him, then what's the point of another win over this kid who it's just going to kind of not do well for him? So I feel like Mysterio wins this. Yeah, I think Dominic would win it win it as well. Uh, I think the uh, slow burn of uh, Murphy not wanting to do all of these uh, underhanded tactics maybe wears on him. And through the Seth Rollins begs him mm. to do X to Dominic, he goes like, "Give me I'm, the brass knucks." And right, but he's like, "You know what? I'm I, I'm not doing it this time." And then that's where we get a pushing match. You yeah, know, he tells him like, to cut his balls off, and he's like, "Yeah, nah, something. Not doing it." You know what could happen? Oh, you know what could happen? God dang, this could happen. This would be cool, but they're not going to do it because they're fucking lame. Um, Okay, so go down this rabbit hole with me, right? So, yeah, Seth Rollins has his foot on Dominic's throat. You know, something to that effect, right? And he says, like, Murphy, go get me the kendo stick. We're going to, you know, take his eye out or do something, right? And Murphy's like, nah, man. Like, I'm this is it. I'm, I'm, I'm not following you anymore. Like we're done here. And then just out of the blue spinning back kick 
Alistair Black takes out Murphy. Alistair Black joins Seth Rollins. They get the victory. Now we got a new faction with Alistair Black and Seth Rollins as it's like evil, evil fucking faction. We've talked about uh, if Dominic Mysterio doesn't join this group, they're doing it wrong. What if Rey Mysterio turned on Dominic Mysterio? And then we get him. Well, yes. Now that would be fucking cool. I got to backtrack. Got to backtrack. Got to backtrack. Got to backtrack. No. You know who fucking wins this? We got to backtrack. It's Dominic. No. It's Seth Rollins. There's my real answer. I, I'm thinking this through. This is in real time, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, going Seth Rollins. You know why? Because mm. now we're going to get the fucking thing that's probably in Rey Mysterio's contract. He wants a tag match with the son. So the only way we can do that mm. is do Rey Mysterio and Dominic at payback versus Murphy and Seth Rollins. God there damn it, you go. scooped me. Yeah, there it is. That's what it is. Right. It. I'm going to stick with my original answer, but you got it. You yeah, I'm if we had points that. on this. Yep. Mm. All right, we got two matches left here. Let's pick the Universal Championship match. The Monster Braun Strowman versus the Fiend Bray Wyatt. Now, are we going to get a Strowman, I didn't really attack Alexa. And I didn't really hate I was just using it against the Fiend. And, you know, he wins this and all is well because – I just did it all to beat the fiend at his own game. Is kind of how I feel how this goes, unfortunately. Yeah, right. Like that's that's what I that's the vibe I got. Now on paper, that's a fun story to tell, right? If I tell you, hey, Braun has to shun Alexa Bliss for her own good because he needs to tell the fiend that she means nothing, so that he doesn't go after her, right? Like that on paper is good. They have not executed. Yeah, to attack her to save her from an attack. Right. He had yeah, yeah, he had to show that she meant nothing so that the fiend wouldn't show up at her house or whatever it is, right? But they just haven't told that good enough story. There's still that little spot that they had where Alexa Bliss caresses the fiend's face and fiend mm-hmm. kind of got a kind of, you know, got an NXT porn going on, but he had to walk away from so, it. So, maybe the fiend wins and she's right? So there's she a plays possibility. Harley Quinn that she's yes. always kind of, you know. Now that would be fun. Like if we're having fun and we're trying to get ratings and we're writing wrestling for wrestling fans, that's what we do. But we're going to do what you said because if it's WWE. If we were writing wrestling for wrestling fans, oh, yeah. imagine that. Right? That would be fucking what we would be doing. Uh, but we're not. We're going to do the. Hey, I had to save. He's going to win. I had to save. Yeah, and then he's going to tell Alexa Bliss like, "I had to do that." So and then we get a yeah, then we get a wedding right. or something. Yeah, <laughs> team little big. Then they do some tag matches against Otis and oh fuck, I just oh, booked shit. it. <laughs> God damn it! We just got it there. Uh, we yeah, just we got this there. Is, yeah, hey, we've been watching this company long enough. Mother fuck. Uh, <laughs> yep, we just got there. So this is what happens. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you weren't following along uh, closely, if you're driving and you're kind of in and out, let's recap real quick. This is what happens because it's WWE and fuck. Um, Braun Strowman gets the win over The Fiend. Post-match, uh, goes to Alexa Bliss. Professes he says, his love, tells well, him he, he just had yeah, to do he, it. Well, he says something to the effect of, like, aren't you happy that I'm champ? And she's like, no, you are become a monster. <laughs> And then he says, I had to do that to protect you. Team Little Big for Life. Oh, she's kind of scared. Yeah, but he's trying to reassure her. Right. Right. And then he says something stupid like Team Little Big for Life and high five or fist bump or whatever the fuck it is. And then she like begrudgingly goes, 
yeah. And so then they hug or whatever. And now we know that team little big is back in business. And then because of that, Otis says, Oh, the champ thinks he's got his team. Well, you know, I got my peach over here and Mandy Rose, who just got victorious or uh, was victorious against Sonya Deville's riding high. No, here's and what she's happens. Like, and so she's the like, months, Hey, me, and everything you. you said, except as he's making his, his thing to, to Alexa bliss, right. When he's like mm-hmm. pleading with her and she doesn't, She's not quite sure before the fist bump, like you said, before the like begrudging. Otis comes out and cashes in and wins. And now, right? Oh, that would be fun. The tag team thing comes from like, you know, oh, no, we've got to go get them back, right? Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Because so he comes in to cash out and then um, Mandy Rose, right? Is that who? Yeah. Mandy Rose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She comes and takes out Alexa Bliss so she can't interfere, right? And then Alexa Bliss is like, look, I've got beef with them too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that would be perfect. God, but that's too much fun, Tim. Tim, we got to get Because that then would... is Otis heel? Yeah, like, I don't know. Well, but no, he's not like a heel, but, you know, he's... No, because then you could have the monster and Bliss in her thing, like what we were just talking about with The Fiend. It could just yeah. be with... Yeah. Yeah, there's, and, there's possibilities. If we were writing wrestling, yeah, and wrestling you don't have fans... To- yeah, and you don't have to make him heal. You could just say, look, hey, look, it was an opportunity, and everyone would understand, right? It would be painted that way. Um but yeah, he gets the roll up. Alexa Bliss goes to stop, like hitting him or something. And then that's when Mandy Rose either spears her or like grabs her. And she's like kicking and screaming and one, two, three. And then Otis becomes champ. Otis and Mandy run off. Anyhow, we're still going to get those two fucking teams in a match. That's what we're going to next. And then Bray Wyatt will go after returning legend X, you know, whoever's who's a returning Booker T. That's who he'll go after next. Is Booker no, T. I'll tell you what happens next is after the WWE Championship match and Drew McIntyre puts down Randy Orton, the Fiend will take on Randy Orton. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. But that's wrong. I don't know because then, you know, I don't want either one of them to lose in that scenario. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, you generally don't have two guys who lost major matches then go on to both face each other because one of them has to lose again. So maybe not. But I still think Drew McIntyre wins this. Yeah, that's going to be tough. I I think... Because I think they just want him to be the next Roman Reigns. I think they think, like, Roman Reigns, people aren't behind him. He's he's now had to. And, and I'm sure they're like, look, of, of course he's got to bow out a couple times, but how many times, if he can't ever come back, and how many t- what if something else happens? Is he going to bow out again? Like, I think they're ready to move on to a new flag bearer if they can. And I think they really like Drew McIntyre. He's big. He's a fucking handsome man, right? Like, he's got a foreign accent that, you know, the ladies love. Like, uh, you know, I think they're, uh, I think they like Drew McIntyre. I think they want to put him on every poster. So I think he's winning. Well, then he would have to lose this. He would have to lose this because how do we tell the story of every baby face that's the uh, face of the company? He overcame odds. So he has to lose via shenanigans right a punt to the you know some type of thing that happens and then he gets his payback uh the next week right because we have payback next week i keep forgetting that all these are going to be open-ended aren't they yeah damn it and so then you know something happens there randy orton might get specifically called payback too right yeah and so uh, i think randy orton gets the title after these two events now it could be I'll, i'll say randy orton i'll say randy orton gets dq'd 
That's what I'll say. Randy Orton gets DQ'd so that we do the match again, right? He punts him or he, he low blows him. Then he punts him. Now Drew McIntyre wants his payback. And then we do the match there. That's when Randy Orton wins the title. Uh, and then we get Drew McIntyre has to overcome the odds. And Randy Orton does the you know legend killer. Maybe he grabs Zelina Vega's group, right? right? They kind of hinted at that for a couple weeks. Uh, and then Drew McIntyre has to go through all these fucking heels to finally get Randy Orton. And Randy Orton always loses to every fucking person. So why wouldn't he lose uh, again, you know? Yeah, maybe. I still think Drew McIntyre. I think SummerSlam ends McIntyre in front of the Thunderdome. So you think that's going to be the main event? I think it's going to be Fiend and Bray Wyatt or uh, Braun Strowman. Okay. Yeah, maybe. True that. A cinematic match, maybe. Yeah, and that's where I got uh, Randy Orton. Pseudo cinematic. I think they'll still have it like in the ring, kind of like how they did. Um, who they do that with that NXT match, right? Yeah. Where well, it was the a cinematic match, but it was still like an in ring match the whole time. Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or it was Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. The last maybe they'll put like a a, an, uh, a projector image of Bugs on the ring again. Remember that? Oh, that was awesome! God, I love that. It was one of the best WrestleMania moments of all time. Uh, I so yeah, my official pick is Randy Orton loses via DQ. There you go. Great. Hey, but we also have uh, AEW this coming weekend. Uh, that's again, true. that's going to be on a Saturday night. Uh, we got the finals of the women's tag team championship. We got the first ever in-ring interview uh, from Orange Cassidy. Um, we've got what else? Man, we got a stack card, don't we? I feel like we do. Yeah. Let's let's yeah. check it out. Let's check it out for a it's quick. It's dynamite. Minute. It is dynamite. Here, buy buy me some time, Tim, as the as the young kids say. I'm trying to look up the card. With no internet access. Uh, it, it is interesting how the bubble ball is, is thrown a couple of these out of whack, right? Like, they're going to be not always the, the same different time, if I can use that term. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, it's going to, you know, that's not a plus for AW. Like, if they're trying to catch new fans, you know, consistency is always a good plus. But, again, I mean, you know, the regular fans are going to tune in. So, Oh, we've got... Uh Mr. Brody Lee taking on Cody for the uh, TNT oh, yeah. Championship. That's going right. to be a big match too. Yeah, uh, I think Brody Lee wins it. I think it's time. I, I think the the wear and tear of a every week challenge. Yeah. I just think it would help Brody Lee's storyline too. So I think so. Yeah, and I also think that bubbling potential new four horsemen needs a fourth member, and I think that's Cody. Uh, and so we might see a new direction for him. And if he goes in a new direction, I don't think he keeps that TNT championship. So, uh, yeah, Brody Lee, I, I would think, wins this as well. But, yeah, so big, fun weekend of pro wrestling, three events. Uh, which one of the three uh, are you looking forward to the most? Probably SummerSlam. There's more matches that I'm intrigued by how they go, I think. I'm most intrigued to see the Pat McAfee-Adam Cole match. That's your match. Okay. Just because I'm most intrigued to see how they play it, right? I don't right. think it'll be the best match that I'm looking forward to. That's probably mm-hmm. the ta- the ladder match. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm interested to see how they go with that. I think what I'm looking forward to the most, and call me whatever you want, uh, is AEW Dynamite. And I know it's not SummerSlam or NXT porn, but it's Dynamite. And Dynamite's consistently been uh, good, if not great. Um, 
So I'm looking forward to that. The two hours just flies by every week. I still get astonished that I'm like, that was two hours and I loved every second of it. And I'm mad that it's over. Like that's crazy to me. Now there's been some hiccups obviously, but generally speaking, they've been hitting home runs. Uh, but the match I'm looking forward to the most, because I just don't know where they're going to go, even though it is WWE and we did book it and already told us what the fucking story is, which makes me mad. Uh, but is Braun Strowman and, and the fiend Bray Wyatt. I think there's some possibilities there that they could do that would shock us because it is SummerSlam, right? They usually do the big things at WrestleMania or SummerSlam, so I could be completely wrong. Right. And well, and they introduced this new Thunderdome, so they may have new eyes on, so they may be trying to be like, oh, shock. Right. Yeah. So we shall Undertaker see. Undertaker loses. All right. <laughs> yeah, Undertaker <laughs> lost on the network. That's crazy. Don't you need yeah. the network? Yeah. All right, man. Yeah, what a fun week of wrestling, and what a fun weekend coming up of wrestling. Indeed. The Spanish announce table.